Welcome to Siblinghood of Recovery. Hey, Angie Reno here. Welcome back. And yes, I took a break. Took a break for Super Bowl Sunday. I usually record the podcast on Sundays. And um, actually today I'm recording it on a Friday because my sisters are coming into town and I'm so excited. And I have two meetings on Sunday. <laughs> I've got a, I've got a 12 o'clock and I have a seven o'clock. One I'm attending, the other I'm chairing. So there's lots of work to do, but yeah, back to the LA Rams, Super Bowl champions. I'm, I'm real excited for them. It was a great game to watch. I have a couple of friends who are also on the other side at work and they were talking about ref ball at the end. I'm like, uh, yeah, took me a while to get over that Des Bryant catch as a Cowboys fan. So I kind of know what you're talking about. But in my opinion, it was just a great, great playoff season. Oh man, some of the best football I've seen in a long, long time. So I enjoyed it. So uh, I want to talk about step two and I admit it. I've been. I've been putting this off. I think step two is really personal. I think it's also very necessary because it's a concept of giving over control. And um, it's interesting because some people are raised in households where religion really is the means of control. I'm not going to get into that. I wasn't raised in that, in that kind of environment. I was raised in the kind of environment where you, you're it's okay <laughs> to challenge authority. And now that I'm looking back at that, because I'm I'm honestly I'm doing some work in ACA, adult children children of alcoholics, because I you know admittedly as you as you guys know there was addiction in in my family, and uh, well one of the the items on the laundry list is having issues with people of authority. So that was that was. That was one of the things we did in our house. We contested a lot of authority, debated about it. And uh, yeah, so step two, it was it was huge for me. It took me a solid, I would say a solid three months to go through that step. And uh, I did have to find a God as I as I understood him. I know some people who understand God is just the universe. And, you know, I embrace that. If it can help you get into a healthier space in your life, why not? And if you're in a meeting where that isn't understood, it'd be wise to kind of reflect and take inventory on that, on that feeling where you're pressured to have a specific God because there's a lot of folks that I know in recovery that don't push that. That's a very personal step. One of the things I do want to talk about is why it's so important. And I did mention this in a couple of podcasts earlier. It really is about letting go. Letting go of having the misperception of control. I mean, if you really take a solid inventory and you look at what you have control over in your life. I don't know what you're going to find, but in my case, I think the only thing I have control over is myself. And as I get healthier, 
which isn't easier because I have to look at so much stuff. I do start to realize that even sometimes I don't have control over myself because I still get upset over things, although much less than I used to. And I do still get emotional over certain things. Now, the ability for my, for me personally to kind of self-regulate is so much more increased than it was even six months ago. And I keep getting stronger in that area. And there is continuous effort on my part to use that step two and take a step back in a situation and really ask myself, what do I have to control here? Do I have to control anything? Can I let this go and let a higher power other than myself handle this, handle the results, handle the situation, handle the people that are in this situation with me? It has been an amazing process for me personally to go through step two. In exploring the step two process, I did venture into how does a person who's agnostic handle step two? How does a person who doesn't have a standard quote unquote, Christian or Catholic practice, take this on. And that was more so out of curiosity. So I started exploring, I started listening to more podcasts, I started to read, I started, I bought a couple books. And on You're Not Alone, I've mentioned this podcast before. I heard an interview with Buddy C. Buddy C is the author of Powerless But Not Helpless. Buddy C is in recovery and he wrote this book. And if you reach out to him, I'm going to put this in my show notes. He'll gladly send you a PDF copy. The more people that I meet in recovery, they're like, just, just take my stuff here. It's free. And I don't know if it's because of step 12 service. I don't know. I think it's also just that mentality in recovery of sharing. But Buddy C, he has a very great intro. I won't read everything to you, but when he was searching the world for answers in religion, he discovered a couple of methodologies of healing, and one of them was Taoism. So there's some great daily readings. Okay, this is verse 73. It's found on page 73, and it is entitled, All is as it should be. All of the plans of men are feeble. When compared with the Tao, the Tao does not strive or compete, yet it excels. The Tao does not ask, yet it is supplied with all it needs. Slow, patient, calm, relaxed, unhurried, always at ease, yet able to accomplish any task. The mesh of heaven's net is large, yet nothing slips through. It is a meditation book of 81 verses from the Tao Te Ching that can help you live an alcohol-free life and find freedom from any addictive behavior. This is a great segue for me personally, because I continue to find inspiration, guidance, and motivation from those who are on the addiction side. I'm in family and parent groups who are supporting their children in addiction recovery Yet I still find so much support as well as those groups from people who are maybe 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years in recovery. 
30 years sober. I'm, I'm personally connected to a family member and she's coming up to 30 and she's like a freaking rock star, man. For me personally, I do want to continue to march on in making the word or the words really, I'm in recovery, something that is more than okay to say, something that defines somebody as if somebody was saying, I just moved from another state. So there's just such a great opportunity to find inspiration, not only with those that you're maybe in a group with, parents supporting children in recovery, but also those that have been on the other side. And I'm sure if you're working with a good treatment center, that treatment center is definitely going to be comprised of individuals who are in full recovery, who have many years under their belts. Those are the people that can sit down and talk to kids and say, hey, look, I've been there. I know it. And what a great mentor. What a great leader. What a great therapist. What a great sponsor for a child to have. Somebody that's been where they are and has really achieved that that target goal of recovery, ongoing recovery. One other book that I wanted to make mention of is Beyond Belief, Agnostic Musings for 12-Step Life. This is written by Jenna Miscavige-Hill. And again, if you go to Audible, it's like the first book free in years to keep. It's, it's just amazing how this community is is so incredibly giving. But yeah, this is a great book. It directly goes into the challenge of a higher power. What is a higher power to you? When you hear that in the meetings, you know, initially it, it even addresses the fact that there's a frustration. There is a, a kind of lack of understanding. And if you're in a good group, what's going to happen is you're not going to get pressed on what is that to you? How are you defining it? The biggest goal that a good group is going to have as they support you and they surround you is letting go, believing, having faith, that first step to understanding that you don't have control. I don't have control. We don't have control over the person that may be our qualifier in our life. So, all right, that is step two. As best as I can give step two credit for in my own words, yeah, let go, have faith, and believe that this too will work out, this too shall pass, and uh, your God of understanding is right there beside you and walks with you. It's a really different feeling and process and belief system if you're coming out of a time of chaos and total disruption. But it's time. It's really, really time to take on that step two, take on that step two challenge. And uh, you can do it. I believe in you. I totally believe you. If I can do it, you can do it. All right. So siblinghoodofrecovery.com is my website. I do, I am continuously adding uh, resources there. I am, as of this week, going to start adding local resources. I'm going to start listing out individuals that I have met, 
personally who I have spoken with several times, not just once, because I really do like to vet out my network. There's some amazing people on the First Coast that could offer you help, resources, therapy, licensed therapists. Yes, I'm always mentioning them. They are fabulous resources, especially those who are familiar with addiction and experience in addiction. There's a lot in the Jacksonville area. So excited about that. I'm also adding a couple of research articles over the next two weeks. I do go over my research articles very carefully. I don't just post willy-nilly because there's so much out there to read. I want to make sure that, and I think I might start highlighting them because <laughs> we don't have time. Now we really don't. So why not? And I am on Instagram every now and then. You can check me out on Siblinghood of Recovery on Instagram. And I hope to, within the next six to eight weeks, actually have an interview. That's my goal. We'll see if it happens. And last but not least, if you need a meeting, go to my website and look under Get Help, my Get Help tab. All right. I'm going to leave you with, you got this. Believe in that higher power. There is a higher power greater than you that can help you out. Have faith. All right. Have a great week. I'll talk to you later. 